Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. for joining us. The novel coronavirus has so far infected 35.3 million people worldwide since it first emerged from China about 10 months ago. But the World Health Organization says the real figure may be closer to 800 million. Here's the full story. Roughly one in 10 people may have been infected with COVID-19, leaving the vast majority of the world's population vulnerable to the virus. That was the claim on Monday from Mike Ryan of the World Health Organization. The global numbers belie significant differences, as I said, in regional epidemiology. Southeast Asia continues to see a surge in cases with Europe and the eastern Mediterranean regions showing an increase in cases and deaths. The situation in Africa and the Western Pacific is currently rather more positive. Our current best estimates tell us that about 10% of the global population may have been infected by this virus. This varies depending on country, it varies from urban to rural, it varies between uh, different groups. But what it does mean is that the vast majority of the world remains at risk. Ryan also said the World Health Organization has submitted a list of experts to take part in an international mission to China to investigate the origin of the coronavirus. It will be considered by Chinese authorities. At the moment, WHO has prepared a list of candidates to join such an international mission uh, from all around the world, both through uh, direct contact with member states and uh, a call for uh, participation through the GORN network. And uh, a list of candidates has been uh, submitted to the Chinese authorities for their consideration and for next steps in order to deploy uh, that team. Ryan added that the world is heading into a difficult period as the disease continues to spread. But he said lessons have been learned from earlier in the year. U.S. President Donald Trump claims he's feeling better than ever as he returned to the White House days after being hospitalized at the Walter Reed Medical Center for COVID-19. In a tweet, Trump said he will be back on the campaign trail soon. He also again defended his decision to continue traveling and holding events before he got sick, saying he had to do it as the country's leader. Learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're going to beat it. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune. I don't know. But don't let it dominate your lives. Get out there. Be careful. Trump has frequently downplayed the threat of the pandemic, which has infected more than 7 million Americans. Speaking to NBC News, Joe Biden, Trump's rival in the November presidential election, slammed the president for moving his mask as soon as he got to the White House. I would hope that the president, having gone through what he went through, and I'm glad he seems to be coming along pretty well, would... Uh, communicate the right lesson to the American people. Masks matter. These masks, they matter. It matters. It saves lives. It prevents the spread of the disease. Social distancing. Instead of talking about what the only thing I heard was one of the tweets saying that, you know, don't be so concerned about all this, essentially. 
Well, here at home, President Rodrigo Duterte assuring Filipinos government's multi-billion peso fund for its coronavirus response is being used efficiently. Congress initially approved the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act, granting President Duterte additional powers to realign items under the 2020 national budget early in the pandemic. The second package, the Bayanihan II, was signed into law last month. It includes a 140 billion peso aid package, specifically for industries most affected by the ongoing pandemic. Ito namang pera ng Bayanihan Act. I assure you that it has been twice today. It has been according to rules. At sinigurado ko yan at the start. Wala hong ano dyan, walang sindikato. Wala hong sabihin mo na may nakawan. And we will be careful with the next round of Ibayanihan. There's still money to be well given to the people, to the poor. Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez III says the Philippines remains in a good fiscal position, even with the pandemic weighing on the economy. But he says he wants the local economy to open up further. We have a good economy. What is happening is that this, this uh, very strict uh, uh, quarantine is holding it back. We have to really open the economy more. President Duterte again defending Health Secretary Francisco Duque III from corruption allegations at State Insure PhilHealth. While the president admitted there is corruption within PhilHealth, he said the investigation did not yield anything sufficient to charge Duque, who is chairman of PhilHealth's board. The National Bureau of Investigation on Friday filed charges against former PhilHealth Chief Ricardo Morales and other senior officials, but did not include Duque in the complaint. I have yet to find yung sabi nila na idedemanda si Doki dahil may kasalanan. I have read the findings. I for the life of me, I cannot really find a good reason to prosecute an innocent man. Mine is to not really prosecute just for the sake of being somebody being prosecuted. My job is to see to it that the rule of law, the rules for or against a person are followed. In his defense, Duque says he is not aware of any new evidence against him. He also says Congress itself, through the universal health care law, removed the voting rights of the chair of the PhilHealth Board over policy considerations. 
For the country's Justice Secretary, President Duterte's statement on Duque is merely an expression of trust and does not exonerate the Justice Secretary. Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara believes Duterte will not impede the legal process should evidence turn up or turn up against anyone, even Duque. He adds the Justice Department will continue to act on the president's orders, that is to bring all lawbreakers at PhilHealth to justice. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases here in the Philippines nears 325,000. That's after the Philippine Health Department reported 2,291 new cases Monday, bringing the nationwide tally to 324,762. The Philippines has now climbed to the 19th spot among countries with the most number of COVID-19 cases. 64 additional deaths were recorded, 34 of which took place in September. 25 recovered cases were also reclassified as deaths. A political science professor says President Duterte's latest approval ratings may not necessarily reflect his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Antonio Contreras from the De La Salle University believes the Pulse Asia survey could be more about how public or how the public continues to perceive his style of leadership. Duterte got a 91% approval rating in that survey, the highest among public officials. Contreras is urging Filipinos to look deeper into those results, saying the survey is only as good as the questions asked. If you're asking people whether they approve of the performance of the president, then that is totally different from if they approve on specific aspects of his job in relation to the pandemic. It may not necessarily tell a lot about the president. It also tells a lot about us as a people. It just speaks a lot about the political behavior of people, the political culture that we have. And of course, we also have to realize that he has a very dedicated, they call themselves diehard, uh, loyal political base that will see him in positive light no matter what whether he does something bad. It all tells you that the results and numbers is not just about what people, the real action. It's about perception. It's about so many other things. It's about what comes in uh, before the, 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 the survey, uh, what is already at the, the state of mind of the respondents. President Duterte backtracking on his claim he had killed many criminals and drug personalities in the past. Duterte admitted in his previous speeches he personally killed criminals when he was mayor of Davao City. But on Monday night, the president denied committing such acts. And I never, never magtanong kan isang polis dito sa Pilipinas kung magtanong ka kay Secretary Anyo sa DILG, magtanong ka kay Delfin Lorenzana kat may inutusan ba akong taong sinabi, patayin mo ito si Mr. Santos, Edmundo Santos, o patayin mo ito si Juan de la Cruz. Duterte, meanwhile, gave concerned agencies one week to destroy illegal drugs seized in police operations. Some policemen had been linked to recycling and reselling of narcotics. Why do we have to put on our shoulder the burden of keeping a contraband or merchandise that can be stolen? 
and used and recycled. May mga pulis na ganon. Uh, ninanakaw o kaya hindi nire-report. Yun yun, yun sila asyerto, ganon ang style noon. I-recycle, ipagbuli uli. And that is what was really the system. I will make a visit to the facilities saan ninyo tinatago. Philippine Airlines set to retrench 35% of its 7,000 employees with the travel industry yet to return to normal amid the pandemic. The flag carrier is first calling on employees to apply for voluntary separation before it rolls out involuntary retrenchment measures within the current fourth quarter of 2020. Philippine Airlines has been implementing cost-cutting measures since March, including suspending capital expenditures, reducing management salaries, and adopting a skeleton workforce. Shareholders have also infused capital and provided funding to keep the company afloat. Pal had warned about layoffs as early as February as the coronavirus outbreak slowed world air travel. Philippine inflation slows to a four-month low in September. The consumer price index further eased to 2.3 percent for the month, still on the back of the lower prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages amid the COVID-19 pandemic. But the country's inflation remains the second highest in ASEAN, second only to Vietnam. Transportation saw an 8.3 percent inflation in September as the Philippines gradually eases its lockdown measures. This is the highest trend transport prices have been since November 2018. But ING Bank's Nicolas Mampa says the latest inflation print might actually be overstated. The pandemic has definitely changed the way that people are consuming. We're probably shifting our, our sort of consumer basket, if you think of it, the items that we buy, uh, shifting more to the basic goods and necessities, so food, um, uh, some maybe healthcare. Even the, the PSA sort of calculates inflation based on a fixed um, uh, weight per, per item. So in the past, maybe we were consuming a little less food or still a lot of food, but less food than we are today. Uh, so the, the fact that the basket uh, that we're measuring is no longer the, the right basket or the, the basket that people are, are buying now, um, we could actually see uh, that we could actually say that inflation, uh, even if it's low on a historical basis or a relative basis, is actually overstated and that the true inflation Inflation might actually be lower than 2.3 percent. The Philippine Central Bank says the September inflation figures remain consistent with its forecast. Inflation will stay benign over the policy horizon. And despite lingering risks brought about by the COVID-19 crisis, the central bank believes its monetary easing and liquidity enhancing measures, along with the implementation of the Bayanihan to Recover as One Act, will provide sufficient support to the country's economy in the coming months. But while a benign inflation print may help protect the purchasing power of Filipinos, Nicolas Mapa of ING Philippines says too low of an inflation is also bad for the economy. The fact that inflation is at the lower end of the BSP's uh, target, that's a good thing. It, it helps preserve purchasing power for, for those of us who, you know, who are struggling in, in this uh, economic recession. But at the same time, if, if, if inflation is too low or it starts to get a little slower, um, that, sh that shows that demand is extremely weak or very anemic.
And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Play back the interviews too on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on the news channel.